And it's five minutes past twelve. Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Unplugged and in charge. What's up? What's up? Yo, <laughs> <laughs> unplugged it is. You guys are so ungovernable. Hey? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> so for those of you who um might think you might think that you're confused, you're not. Uh, I'm not chilling with Simpu and Wizard today. Neither is Vaughn here because they're all out taking over the world. Uh, I think Simpu is in Sun City doing nice things there with Jay something. Wizard's out taking the world, working somewhere, and Vaughn. Vaughn is wearing a graduation cap today. So oh, wow. wow. That's wow. awesome. Levels That's... on levels. There's too many degrees in the studio. But yep. um, like <laughs> I said, they're not here. But I am chilling with people who I think are a lot prettier than them. <laughs> Some of them are a lot taller than them. Yeah. Some of them dress better in ties. Um, I like to call them a corporate squad goals. But um, I'll let you guys decide. Let's start with Gabela. Gabela, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Lesakha? I'm 100%. Are you good? Awesome. Can I please send a shout out? Oh, wow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can I send a shout out to Weza? And just say, Weza, I'm out here baking the cake. <laughs> That's it. I'm out here. Where are you? I'm out here baking the cake. That's all. Wow. In, in Weza's house, eh? you're so rude, though. <laughs> It's fine. He said, you know, girls don't come in when it's time to bake the cake. No, no, no. no, no. no okay, no, fine. No. I'm out here baking that cake. Where you at? <laughs> Call in, Wazer. Save yourself. And then, of course, I got my man, Atticus. Atticus, how you doing? Um, I'm ecstatic. I'm very excited. Um, I don't know. I just feel like um, it's my first day at Varsity. <laughs> <laughs> I literally what? feel like that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just going to make a shout out as well. Um uh, to two it. people Don't ask for my permission Two people Because I mean um, These guys told me that One day you'll be on radio And I was like Who me? No But I'm actually here today And that's Natash And Prudent So awesome. shout out to you guys I know you're tuning in right now So yeah man it Shout out to is. them Shout out to them cool. And is it nice When there's people That believe in you And speak life Into your future Without you even knowing It's hey? so that's important like For people feeling. to speak life Into you Hey yeah. Speak life and But also Speaking life Into other people's lives As well Yeah Don't be that person That doesn't speak life Into other people's life But if life Is spoken into yours Receive it and own it I think sometimes We're a little bit scared To own it yeah. Like you're gonna be On yeah. radio one day It doesn't have to take The whole world Doesn't need to yeah. like Do a, a funny orbit In order for you to be here so, Like it just Needs yeah, to work out It's like a, It's a great way Of looking at it And I think um, I mean just recently I've just been thinking about um You know Youth in general And we often think that We need friends Where we can benefit from Friends who we can benefit from mm. But you actually don't always need people who you can benefit from. You Some do people yourself, just have right? to. No, no. <laughs> look at sorry. Some people need to benefit from you. Mm. Uh, it's it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, listen, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I like the fact that we've started on this note because we're going to expand on it. Because yeah. we talk about people speaking life into your life or into your your work <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. and obviously there's 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 a the natural suspects, right? There's your parents, right? True, who true. speak life in, into 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 your into your 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 life <laughs> speak life into your life and i was into this clip where this guy was literally saying that if you're a parent whether your 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 child does good or bad um you you always need to give them positive reinforcement yeah and i was thinking about this last night because i know when i was growing up you know um and and anyone that knows me will know that lesakha Please, Lissacha thinks you can do anything, you know? And I know I can do anything because my mama told me, you know? Yep. And then when I said I was going to do anything, then I did it and, you know, and it worked out. But the most important thing is not so much that you're talented or you're smart or whatever it is that you're doing. It's effort. It's all about, it's all about effort, but it's also yeah. about people, um, speaking life into you and also positive reinforcement, just telling you you're great. Yeah. That's, that's fundamental. Sure. So I just want to find out from, that's from Cabello, especially being a young <laughs> black female in South Africa, <laughs> when the world says that, um, you know, you can't take on corporate, you, you're, you're not physically, uh, more superior than the men and um your place is in the kitchen and not in the corporate room um what was your what 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 did your parents speak life into your life for you to to be where you are um i'm thinking about the conversation i was having with a friend yesterday around how some black parents are parents and some black parents Either it's your mother or it's your father. Sure. Some some parents <laughs> sure. some parents don't know how to parent. Some parents aren't there for you to to like they're not the kind of people that would have spoken life into you and stuff. But I mean, we we we've we're duckies, we've dealt with that now. We're okay. Mm. But I think um in terms of 
corporate and people speaking life in, in, into me and saying what I would be able to do and not do. I think, I think, I don't know. I think my journey was more different in terms of what I would do outside of corporate. So I know that one day I should be standing on a stage and addressing some people. Like that's one vision. That's one thing that was spoken into my life, whether it is to inspire, whether it is to tell my story. Um, I know that that is something someone spoke that into me and I realized it and I realized the impact of it. I saw it in my head. I saw it as a vision. I haven't realized it yet, but I know it's coming. That's beautiful, right? Yeah, that is. Uh, Atticus, you're gonna be you're gonna need to be quite deep to top that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's 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 not about the competition. <laughs> so yeah, mm. um, <laughs> I think yeah. So for me, I I grew up in a I grew up in a world where, you know, my mom led by example. She was actually um or she was a single parent, by the way. So mm. she used to lead by example. She used to be a facilitator. You get that? So she mm. wouldn't necessarily tell you that one day you're going to be this or you're going to be that. Mm-hmm. She wanted me to explore my potential, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd come back home um, with, I don't know, with a drawing which literally looked like crap. And she would look at it and say, you know, if you really work hard at this, you can improve, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But have you tried playing soccer? So that, <laughs> so, so that for what me was… What are the alternatives? <laughs> exactly. So, but, and I think that's great um, because, you know, it's, it's quite important that you mentioned um, being, um, you know, black parents and, you know, the, the race issue because we grew up in a world where you bring something home and someone would just look at it and go like, whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah. And they say like, Mm-mm, it's not good. Yeah. That is not feedback. That's literally being mm. harsh because mm. at that particular stage, you need someone who can give you options and someone who can encourage you. Not uh, not to say that you can do everything mm. you can try but there are things that you will excel at mm-hmm. and there are things that you won't excel at it just it doesn't mean you're stupid or anything it just means try different alternatives so yeah you see this is why i like hanging out with you guys because you guys have such such deep <laughs> insight man i don't even think that far when i really came up with this topic but i hear you because some some parents are parents and some yeah. parents are providers you know exactly. yeah i provided for 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 your health care and for your safety and your, your schooling survival, you know your but um yeah you're surviving you know you're sheltered <laughs> you know no one's pushing you forward Mm-mm. you're pretty much just trying to you're pretty much just trying to survive each day at a time and and last night i was i don't know what i was listening to but i was driving home quite late and this woman said you know what in society we must stop over praising the the young black um the young black people in society that got a degree mm. you know mm. or the young black people that got their masters or in work because for every one child that has that there's like thousands that haven't mm-hmm. and it's not so much that and if we're really honest about it so i'll tell you if we're really really quite honest about it um I remember the hollowest feeling that I ever got was, was when I got my degree, right? Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is you didn't get your degree because you're brilliant. No. You're not. No. You were just, you were just, you know, how the world works is that you were in the right place in the right time, you know, to get that bursary, you know, to be accepted yeah. in this school. You just happen to have the right friends. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's the environment that pretty much molded you the right way to be where you are. Exactly. And if you go back to the hood and you find your other friends still in the hood, it's not because you were smarter than them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that their environment was slightly, just slightly tweaked to their disadvantage than yours. But I guess this yeah. is what happens when opportunity is met with, with like you're there when the opportunity presents itself. And you're ready and, for it. And the, you're ready for it. The resources are there. Mm. So I think, I think it's not, much saying that we shouldn't celebrate when that one other child gets the the, the degree or gets their masters. I think yeah. we should we should push for more of us to get them, but mm. still celebrate the ones that do because that encourages us. That encourages yeah. the ones that are looking at us to get those mm-hmm. degrees. Um, even if I already have one, if I get my masters now, then you know someone's thinking, okay, I can also do it. If Gabelo can do it, then I can also do it. And I think. Mm-hmm. Precise that that is for me precisely mm-hmm. why I'm doing my master's degree yeah. right now. It's not even it's not even for anyone else. It's just it's just to say how do I use my time, my my capabilities and resource to encourage other kids. Bars. I'm not even trying to study. Atticus. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was just saying, Gabelo, what you said is very important. You're saying that 
when someone else graduates and then you just look at yourself and say, you know what, I can also do this. So it's like, it's motivation, right? Yes. Because you guys are, you know, you could be from the, uh, from similar circumstances or a similar background. But I think, um, when you go a little bit deep into it, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying about having different alternatives. Sometimes people will excel more than you because you are comparing yourself. Yeah. It is that moment when you start looking deep into oneself that you actually explore other avenues that are unique to your capabilities. So you might graduate and then I might say, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. And guess what? <laughs> I'll fail, you know, and people will, will look at you and think you're a failure and you look at yourself and think you're a failure. But the question is, were you destined for what you were pursuing in the first place? Yeah. So we just need to be very careful around, yes, it's a degree, I have it, but there's more to life than having a degree. Mm-hmm. There are people who are making it great out there and having, and having re, do not have a degree. Now, I'm not saying that we should, you know, say, scrap the degree entirely. But what I'm saying is people need to understand that there is life beyond the degree. And sometimes, so when you said that, um, you know, you might, you might have a degree, but it doesn't mean that you're great. You know, it, it's, it's, it's an important thing because sometimes you read, you see what's in the textbook and you reproduce it. And then they say, wow, great. You know, your memory, <laughs> your memory was just great. Yeah. <laughs> o- of course, like it's, it's different across qualifications. Yeah. But people need to be careful when they talk about degrees and when they talk about, you know, uh, education in general mm, and start mm, exploring mm, other mm, things, mm, mm, especially in the ghetto. Cause I see a whole lot mm, of talent mm, there, mm, which mm. is not being exploited. And that mm. is just, yo, it's, it's depressing. You know, the saddest thing is for me. And, um, I need to put this two cents in. I can saying that I hate it when, when society tries to mold people yeah. into being something. So like there was a whole fad of everybody being a CA, you know, be a CA, yeah. you'll make money. Be and an then, engineer. and after that it was be an engineer, make money. I'm an engineer, guys. I don't see a lot of money. <laughs> like I'm just putting it out there, you know, money will never be enough. <laughs> and then, you know, because, and, and cause one of the, the most painful things I've seen in the hood that you will find the most talented soccer players you've ever yep. seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And he'll go back home and you'll say, mom, I want to be a soccer player. And mommy will say no, mm-hmm. because it's too mm-hmm. risky. You will go to school and you will study anthropology and earn and a that, salary. And earn a salary. <laughs> and that is the exact point where you have literally demolished that kid's dream. Um, unnecessarily even. So I'll ask you guys, like the path that you guys have taken now, was it the path that you were meant to take? I think for, for me, it's, it's God's intervention. <laughs> um, I'm at a point in my life where I'm still trying to figure out what I was meant to do. And this could go into a whole conversation about purpose and about meaning of, of life and everything. But I think, um, I'm grateful for where, where I am right now, um, in corporate, killing it. And I think, it has made me believe that I can kill it wherever I go. Damn straight. I'm at that level where I'm like, I could go anywhere and would I'll you, be great. Would you like some lemonade with that? <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't think, I don't think, um, it's anything around purpose. It's anything around, I'm where I'm meant to be, but I'm definitely comfortable. I'm definitely killing it. And I'm definitely looking forward to the next challenge. If there's anything else down the road. I'm just ready for life. That's actually very beautiful. Yeah. Again, Atticus, yeah, I'm so sorry. Hello, what? Hey. No wonder you think it's your first day at varsity. I see you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's always nice to you. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Atticus. Okay. Uh, are you meant to be where you are now? Do you, do you think that was your path or do you think it's something that um, the world pretty much molded you to become? So, okay. I'm a very, um, I'm a very humble person. It might not show. <laughs> yeah, I was quite surprised. Like, <laughs> saying, what? like, what just happened? Which etiquette but, uh, but, you know, um, so quite frankly, sometimes I look at my life and I look at everything that I've accomplished and, you know, being in corporate and everything. And sometimes I just feel, damn, what did I do to be so lucky? Mm. And then you think about everything that you actually did and you say, okay, I was not lucky. (laughs) 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 But um, I I think, yeah, I'm definitely where I'm meant to be because um, when you're in corporate, make no mistake, it's a test of character. It's one thing to have the know-how, but character is definitely another. So, you know, you find that you you rock up in corporate, I mean, all swagged up and looking like whatever, Happy Spectre or however. Hello. (laughs) And um, you'll soon learn that what you think corporate was about is actually is actually not true. Mm. 
Mm. You learn that you don't work with machines, you work with people. And if you don't have people management skills, it becomes a serious problem. Mm. At the same time, I, I struggled with, um, you know, the bridge between, I'm working with people who are, some of them are as, as old as my mom is, right? Yeah. And growing up black, there are speci- the, 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 the specific ways that you have to address elder people. For example, mm. for me, I find it very difficult to just say hi to someone who is older than me. Mm. Because when we greet, we greet in a, in, in a particular way. When you said you, when you say you to a person who's older than you, it feels funny because in your language, you are supposed to ad- address a person, a, 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 an elder person as, as a whole, right? Yeah. So these are some of the things that you, 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 you learn. But for me, they definitely are impacting positively in my life. And I think they've improved my people management skills. Um, Drastically And going forward I just think that Corporate for me Is there to exploit More of the talents That I Mm. do not know about Mm. And that's what it's about It's more than just Getting a salary Being credit worthy And getting cars And writing hashtag On Facebook Hashtag blessed (laughs) Imagine So no I'm definitely I'm self blessed (laughs) You know what? I actually want to touch on that, right? So I, I know that, um, so basically throughout the show today, we're going to be talking a lot about leadership in the corporate sphere, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, I want to touch on something that, that a, a couple of people are really quite sensitive about. I've spoken to a couple of friends about it. And it's, the, it's the notion of that, you know, to be African, right? We, we are, we are raised to be very respectful. We are raised with the, with the, with the spirit of Ubuntu is what mm-hmm. we call it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a corporate setting, you know, the question is that that mm, that culture is it is it pushing us forward forward or holding us back? And I say this mm-hmm. because, like you say, Atticus, you know, if if you're gonna get into an altercation with someone older at work, mm-hmm. you know, and you know you're right, mm-hmm. it's very easy for us as black people to almost look down and say you are right because you're older. Exactly. But when it comes to corporate, you can't. It, it, uh-uh. it, but, it, but that's a direct Numbers don't That's lie, a hey? direct contra- <laughs> You know what I'm saying yeah. That's a direct contradiction Exactly mm-hmm. And sometimes if you don't stand For what you believe in You're seen as being meek exactly. Or weak yeah. So it's like they made The wrong decision It's almost like they made The wrong you, decision yeah. So how do you mm-hmm. deal with that Atticus How do you How do you balance that Those mm-hmm. two contradictions so, so I'd say persistency Um, I think You know <laughs> When, when when they when they hire people in corporate, there's a specific caliber that they look for, right? And I think logic is key. One has to be logical and one has to be smart. So for me, if you know, in, at the first interaction, I highlight something to someone who's older than me, um, that look, this thing is not right. We need to do it um, in a different way, and I get shut down, right? I will let it blow for five minutes or so. But I will uh. go back and say, this was my point. I mean, and I don't care how stubborn you are. When one has facts and one has data to back up what you're saying, someone, something has to budge. Mm. Something has to budge. So ultimately, if your decision or rather if your idea is not implemented or it's frowned upon, you then have leverage to say, but I presented this particular thing. And here's the data to back it up. Mm. But this is the feedback that I got. So unfortunately for me, because of whether it might be bureaucracy or whatever, I couldn't get this through. But but, but my point is you have to be persistent in a not-so-cocky way, if I can mm. put that. Mm. Because unfortunately when you're young and you're in corporate, chances are you just started out. Mm. So you need to earn credibility. Mm. So it's when you do such things that you, you gain recognition and people actually trust your opinion as opposed to just exploding. So now that's you a, know, I, I was about to say, that's a very diplomatic answer, my friend. Yeah. Well done. It's so <laughs> diplomatic. I want to vote for you for president. Not. Gabelo? <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Okay, I'm not going to disagree outright, but I think... Um, Narratives are so important. I've come to a point where I understand narratives. And I think on my way here, I was thinking around, maybe it's the narrative that we have defined and accepted in terms of what respect means for a black child. And and then I get to corporate and I'm like, but actually the fact that I'm here, there should be no expectation that I'm younger, you're older, you're this. We We've worked now in corporate for like, I'm... In the organization now for like two years mm. And I learned it very quickly That it doesn't matter how old you are yeah. Your 
your experience, mm. your knowledge is valid. Your competency. I, your comp your level of competency mm. is, 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 is valid. And I had mm. to I remember the one day there was this one senior manager at the coffee shop and he was like yeah, you always call me Abu Jabu, Abu Jabu. <laughs> no, no, he was no. He's like, actually, you always call me Jabu, Jabu, Jabu. Why don't you respect me? And I was like, excuse me, what? Do, I must call you Abu Jabu. How? For what? Why? For who? For why? And then what? <laughs> and I think maybe because respect in some the the one dimension of respect that we have is that if if you respect me, if you call me Abu Mang Mang, then you. I almost relinquish my power to you. I, mm. I submit to you. So, and in your mind, you think that, oh, because she calls me this, mm. then I can almost order her around. Exactly. Little girl, do this for me. Little mm. girl, do this. And you have to, you have to nip that at the yeah. butt very quickly, mm -hmm. very, very quickly because, uh, like I said, I think it's the narrative and I think we're still trying to figure it out as a yeah. people as to mm -hmm. how do we, how do we address each other and in a way that I still respect you, mm -hmm. but for the purposes of what I need to convey to you, this is the way that I need to do it. And this is the way I am most comfortable. I think it's, it's, it's very easy to sit on our laurels and be comfortable that, you know, people must respect us and everything, but what are we bringing to the party mm -hmm. and how are you respecting mm -hmm. me? Uh, it, that the time where people didn't respect you just because you're younger or just because you're a certain mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. it's over. It, 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 it ended when you got yeah. that degree and you signed the employment Excuse letter, right? Me? <laughs> <laughs> when you walk through the door, yeah. like all the gloves are off. So I want to, I want to ask you real, I want to ask a quick, a question real quick, right? Mm -hmm. Um, short answers. So I just want to find out Atticus, if there was a white, um, twin that you had in the, in the bank yes. who came in the same way that you did, did the same work that you did, do you think that they, they would, uh, move up the corporate ladder in inverted commas quicker than you would right now in 2016? Yes or no? No. No. Gabelo, same question? Yes. The reality is it's out there. That's the reality. And um, <laughs> with that being said, we're going to go to an ad break. And <laughs> we're going to go to an ad break and we're going to unpack this. We're going to unpack this because it's 2016 right now. And long long story short, it's it's a lit time to be alive. Business leaders around the globe are committing to building a better world for everyone. CliffCentral.com is joining forces with the Sympathy Sleepout, taking a stand for the plight of the homeless. We invite you to participate with us in the Sympathy Sleepout on the 28th of July, 2016. Join the ranks of leaders of change by using your influence for what truly matters. Sign up now for the Sympathy Sleepout on www.theceosleepoutza.co.za. That's the CEO sleepout za.co.za. This is cliffcentral.com. So I hope um, you guys heard that the CEO sleepout is happening very soon. I wonder how many black CEOs will be there. Hmm? What do you guys think? Think there'll be a lot? You'll think it'll be a, um, a small number? Do you think there'll be an appropriate number? How many CEOs do we have that are black? Oh, Can we work with the pool <laughs> and then determine <laughs> how many of them will be there? <laughs> so, so before, so before that break, you know, I asked a very simple question that, um, if, you know, if, you know, they're pretty much bringing the race issue into the corporate, into the corporate realm and really asking ourselves whether, um, are we transformed? And when I, when I say this, I mean, are we transformed in our culture? Are we transformed in our thinking? Um, and obviously is leadership within these faculties transformed in the way that they see the world, in the way that they see, um, in the way that they see young people coming into, into, into corporates? And I'm going to start with Gabriel because I can see she's quite, um, she has, she has a quite stern view on this. <laughs> we are not transformed. This is why when the EE numbers come out, they don't reflect transformation, and mm. that's it. And whether or and, not and that's the data, right? That's the data. We can't we fight can't, data. We're not mm -hmm. going to argue it. Yeah, it's done. Whether we're changing or not, uh, I think, I think corporate has been a bit silent, and I think right now there is a move towards saying corporate. You basically run the country. I mean, if if some organizations shut down, this country can stop. Right. So corporate, where's the voice? And what are we, what are we sort of, what narrative are we putting out there? Like I said on, at our event on Saturday that, you know, various groups have mobilized. 
But where are the young people or black people within corporate that are mobilizing, that are not only mobilizing to, to network and to have drinks and to say, I know this guy, he can hook up a tender there, but to say, listen, we know that these organizations, we don't own them. But what are we doing to take the power back? Mm. And what narrative are we starting to to own? And what culture are we defining? Because I think we're at a point where we we need to redefine the culture. We need to redefine the narrative. And it's all in our hands. I'm at a point where no one's going to do this for me. If I want the, the narrative to change, if I want corporate to change... I'm going to do it. So essentially you need to unplug yourself from the society so and unplugged. be and be in charge of what you're doing. Because there is no saving. No one's coming to save you. Excuse me. <laughs> like you were the one that we have been waiting for. People. We've been telling you. Atticus, you have a so, different view on this. So um not not entirely different, right? But um let me let me put it this way. The reason I said no mm. to the, to your question is because well, you asked if I had a twin. So I was, re- I was just saying me in particular. Yeah. So no for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, um, but for, for, for other people, maybe it might be the case, but, um, this is my, my view on it. And, and I mean, I, I have these conversations with uh, my sister a lot to say, you know, when I was growing up, I, um, I was, I was frowned upon if I spoke English in the black society. Mm. And because you found it too much, you took clever. Yeah, so it was, um, it was really a, a tough environment to grow in. And I've noticed that after all these years, it still hasn't changed. People mm. are still frowned upon if you speak English in public and it's mm. a black place. Do it in a taxi rank. <laughs> Do it in a taxi rank and you'll see. And now back to the culture that Gabriel, you were talking about to say, are we transforming it? One thing we need to understand is that English is the medium of instruction, right? Mm. When you are in corporate, we mm. communicate in English, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we need to come to a point as mm. a black nation wherein we are comfortable with communicating in English. Mm. Because if we're not, you might have the greatest ideas in the world. But if Who you is going to understand them if you can't speak the, the, the to, language? Do you get what I'm saying? I hear you. I do. How are you going to get that degree yeah. if you can't put your ideas on paper? Yeah. That, and, and communicate them with the world. Yes. Th- th- that's what I'm saying. So you find that in some instances, some people, um, white people will progress, right? Yes. And a black person will not progress mm. in, in, in the same scenario and in the same um you know, job title or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we think that it is unfair. Mm. But if you look at it, I mm-hmm. challenge you to say, if you were the manager mm. and they were looking for someone who can represent you well, mm. someone who can give, I don't know, who can give presentations and someone who can articulate ideas in, in the right way, yes. who would you honestly pick? A person who's fluent in English yes. or someone who is afraid of speaking English and only does it because you are working. So it's a root problem that we need to solve. It needs, it needs to start in the ghetto. It needs to start there. So I would like to rebuttal, yeah. but, um, I won't because Gabelo will, <laughs> will see my head off. So I'm going to leave it to her, Gabelo. What's your rebuttal to this? I have a question. Yeah. Are you saying that we can't speak English? Are no. you saying that's the uh-uh. reason why we're not transformed? No, that's not what I'm saying. What are you what saying? What I'm saying is we need to get comfortable with speaking I English. I am very comfortable. So yes, you. we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> I, I don't understand. So, so, so let's, let's, let's speak from, uh, let's, yeah, let's not, yeah, let's not, um, speak from anecdotal evidence, right? Mm-hmm. So when we look at this, if we look at the numbers, okay, yeah. and we see how many black competent, um, English speaking academics going to corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Versus their white counterparts. And you look at the rate of inverted commas, um, climbing up the corporate ladder and you yeah. differentiate those two. Obviously, you know, it's, it's the whole reason why we have the likes of Chris Hart who have almost zero qualification versus a Lesicho who has all the qualifications in the world, but is not at the same place. Guys, is that race or is it language? I just need to understand because whether, you know, at, at UP, thank goodness, now we're back to English, um, as the medium of instruction. If someone had gone through their whole degree, done it in Afrikaans, they get to Standard Bank, you know, you're of a fairer complexion. 
whether you can speak English or not, or you you mix up your tenses because your Afrikaans is so deep. Because I want to come with my friends. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. So why should it matter that? Okay, Gabelo is fluent in English. Why should it matter that someone else who isn't fluent in English is the reason that we're not transformed? No, guys, I'm, unless I've lost it somewhere and you guys need to bring me back. And, and I hear where you're coming from, but for me, it's, it's more like, and, and, and we agreed with this, with this in the beginning of, of the show that guys, nothing, nothing can, um, dispute data. Yeah. So whether I'm fluent in English or not, if I can do the work and I can calculate what's happening and the percentages say that, you know, this is where we should be moving, mm-hmm. whether I can articulate that in English properly or not, um, if the numbers say it is, it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also kind of think of it though, if I think to the leadership and, 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 and where we are, I, I could, I could argue that, you know, um, there are some people there who, who cannot speak English that well. Who aren't that it, uh, articulated? They don't. They don't sound like a Vusite Maguayo. They don't sound like someone that came from a prime from a private school, you know. So my thing is then, uh, and perhaps we should just like remove language out of this because obviously the topic is more yeah. is deep and it's broader than that. It's as to say, as a young, black, competent academic going into corporate, right? How does that young person almost? Maneuver their way within the organization to to get to a place where they can pay off their black tax. You know what I mean. <laughs> but you used a very interesting word, mm-hmm. maneuver. And some wise man said, um, "It's not about fighting the system. Sometimes it's about manipulating it so that mm. it works for you." And I think we're at that point where you need to be able to like just be resilient enough to go mm. through the ropes, find exactly what works. But as a black Girl, I'll always remember to take other people with me. And yeah. that way we yeah. transform. Yeah. Like that's the only way I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm at a point where I can influence decisions. Mm. But do you know what? I'm going to find other grads that can also, you know, come with me on this journey and they mm. can see exactly what's happening. I don't want to be sitting retired because I'm going to retire by the age of 30. Hello. I'm done with this thing. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to be sitting at the age of 30 and EE numbers come out and we're still black females, black men are still sitting at the bottom. No. When, when we know that we're able, we're capable, we can do it. But what are we doing? Are we, are we scared? Are we fearful? Is, is, are we, do we not speak out? Mm. And if it's fear, then what do we need to do to overcome that fear? Mm, like, what sure. do? We, where are we? Where are we? And what's our next step? Yeah. So, so my, my my take on the I know we scrapped out the language thing, right? Mm. But my take on it was, a language heavily influences corporate culture. Mm. We go to networking events, right? Mm. And when you get there, you have to network and you have to talk to people. If you were never ever used to doing that mm. at a young age, it's going to be a problem when you get there. So can I flip this? Okay. And we and we cool. and we and we, we we say that the very same sentiment to an Afrikaans kid. Okay, I see where you're going. You know Thank what I mean? You. Yeah, I see where you're going. <laughs> but yeah, I see where you're going. But remember, at the end of the day, is like we said, how many black CEOs do we have out there? Very few. Exactly. And and clearly we know that it's deeper than language. In yeah. fact, language is probably like a minute, you know, it's a fraction of the problem. Yeah. It's more enrooted in this. Mm-hmm. And I was and again last night, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's about it's about society as a whole almost owning that narrative to say that this is the issue and how we're going past it. And I'll give you an example. So now when we when when everybody screams race, you know. Every single person says, not me, not me, not me, not me. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be doing this because the thing about being racist, right, is that there are people who know it and are intentional about it. And there's other people who are socialized in it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're raised in a household or in a community where the perception was that because you're a fairer skin, you are a better human being than others. Sure. Whether you like it or not, Deep. you are conditioned into thinking that. And therefore, you are racist. And you must now almost own the narrative and say, you know what? I need to unlearn the things that I've learned. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's not your fault and, and we don't blame you for it. But the issue here is that when you bring it out into a public sphere and whether you meant to say it or you didn't mean to say it, you did say it. <laughs> and it was in your yeah. subconscious and it will attack you and, w- and it will get lit, you know? Yeah. And in the same way, and I'll bring this back home now, 
it's the whole question about being sexist, right? Mm-hmm. I am Zulu. I was raised in a Zulu household, right? And if you're raised in, in a Zulu household, you there's a there's a very big probability that you are sexist because the narrative is that because you're a man, you should be the head of the family mm-hmm. and you should make all the decisions and your younger sister is the one that should be doing all the dishes yeah. because she needs to practice for marriage, which is <laughs> rubbish. It's the biggest <laughs> load of garbage in the world. The biggest <laughs> load of, oh my God, it's 2016, guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, as Lesoho, I pretty much had to look at myself and say, you know, Lesoho, you are sexist, but now it's time to do something about it. It's time to change. And as a society, if we're all saying as individuals, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, don't say that mm-hmm. because you're socialized in the society. That's how it is. Yeah. You know, that's the majority. Mm-hmm. It is who you are. Mm-hmm. Accept it, acknowledge it, put it into your heart and get over it. Yeah. Atticus? So yeah, um, look, I'll, I'll have to, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you just said now. And then um back to Gabelo's point when you said how do we ensure that we actually move forward with this entire mm. thing? Mm. I'll give her an example, right? When I grew up, I was told that there are a lot of opportunities out there. There are a lot of opportunities. But I got to a point when I asked my mom, like, what are these opportunities? <laughs> what are they? This is true. Because yeah, that, that's that. the song. That's everything. That, what are they? And then we together, we we went on a journey, where I'd bring books back from the library, and you know I would read and get into the different qualifications that one can mm, study, the mm, different mm, careers, mm, everything. Mm. And then now, as I look around, and maybe maybe statistics might say otherwise, but that's what I see everywhere I go. That's what I see. Mm. A lot of people just say. There are a lot of opportunities out there, but they don't really know what these opportunities are. And I think for me, that's something that might be pulling us back from succeeding. You know, that's something that might be pulling us back from identifying our true potential you know what and it pulling is? each other. This is the Jesse Williams speech. It's a <laughs> him where he says freedom is conditional. Because yes, there's opportunities. Yes, you can study engineering. Exactly, no, but, but you can't because you can't afford it. You know, it's there. Yes, you can do it, but you actually can't. It's actually a lie. You can't do it because you can't afford it. No matter how good you are, no matter how much you work hard, no matter how many decisions you get, because you're from a family where you're in the rural areas and your mother's domestic and she doesn't have enough funds to take you to school, no matter how hard you work for it, society says you don't deserve it because you don't have money. Sure. Wow, guys. And then one needs to escape society, eh? Trying to sum it all up. (laughs) <laughs> um, would you like would you like a sip of lemonade first before before you rain fire? I'm, I'm alright. Okay. <laughs> I'm alright. Okay. Cool. I think just to lay the language thing to rest, I'm very proud to speak my home language mm-hmm. wherever I am, wherever I can. Mm-hmm. I speak it in corporate I speak it in the streets of corporate with no shame. Right? And I do understand that. To communicate in certain meetings Yes, yes Let's speak in English mm-hmm. But I will never ever Be ashamed To be a Mopedi Inside A multinational <laughs> Inside a multinational <laughs> You can hear her Yeah it's aggressive Yes So but Also I want us to I want us to focus again on Cool People must own the narratives Right It mm. takes It takes A big person to say mm. Listen I am a racist and I'm willing to change. I am this and I'm willing to change. But at the same time, uh, okay, cool. So, so how do we help those people? Do we need to be the ones that are helping them? Mm. And, and even if we looked at corporate right now, if we want transformation in corporate, do we need a strategy? Do we need, do we need other people to help us take do we need, over? Do we need PowerPoints? Do I don't we need, understand. Do we need Excel spreadsheets? So, I'm trying to like just understand, okay, so what are we saying? Are we, are we going to change corporate? Are we going to change the narrative in corporate right now? And that's where I want to get to now. I want to speak, and this is very important, um, probably the cornerstone of this conversation. I want to speak about leadership. Because essentially in any, in any society or in any um, gathering of people, whether it might be corporates, whether formally or informally, there's a structure of people and there'll always be leaders within that structure. Mm-hmm. So we want to speak about leadership real quick because I think that's where the answer that we're looking for lies, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm going to ask you guys a couple of just 10 rapid fire quick questions, right? Really quick answers that I guys want you to, to, to answer, right? And sure. pretty yeah. much it's, it's, it, it speaks to, it speaks to, um, 
what it means to be a good leader. And I want you guys to think about your leaders and I want you guys to answer these questions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll start with Atticus. Actually, no, stop being. See, look at this, the sexist in me. It's okay. <laughs> we'll start with Cabello <laughs> and then go to Atticus <laughs> and then we'll just keep going that way, right? So really quick, Cabello, your leader, right? Do they form a personal connection with you? Yes. Atticus? Yes. Okay. Um, Cabello, are they approachable? Yes. Atticus? Yes. Uh, Cabello, are they humble? Hmm. I love my arrogant bosses. Hello. <laughs> they just <laughs> inspire me. Okay. Atticus? Mine are humble. Yours are humble. Mm-hmm. Cabello, are they positive? Do they positively, do they positively reinforce, um, your actions and your, and, and what you do at work? Definitely. Yes, they do. Um, Cabello, are they, wow. Okay, cool. Are they, e- oof. Yeah, no. I need to find another way to do this because this is going to be a tongue twister. Um, when it comes down, <laughs> so cool. when it comes down to, to the things that you do wrong, <laughs> when it comes down to, to your failures, right? Mm-hmm. If you do a project and you don't do well, um, do they scold you for it or do they walk the journey with you and almost say, this is where we went wrong and do they take accountability for it? They laugh at me first, then we get over it. Wow. <laughs> and then we move on. <laughs> Atticus. Yeah, I think mine are a little bit too overprotective, but um, they do, you know, they do highlight where I went wrong and how I can improve on it. Okay, and then Gabriel, are your bosses or your execs uh, generous? Yes. Hmm, with a big smile. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine have proven to be very generous. Okay, and then um, Gabriel, so do they demonstrate integrity? Yes. Atticus, definitely. I like how Atticus says definitely, then shakes his head. <laughs> No, it's not like, <laughs> definitely. It's not like, no. <laughs> okay, real quick. do they read people well? Yes. Atticus? 50-50. Okay. Um, Cabello. <laughs> we're going to come back to it. Don't stress. Um, do they appreciate your potential? Yes. Atticus? Yes, they appreciate it. Uh, Cabello, do they have substance? Are they competent? Definitely. Atticus? Very competent. Very Too competent. competent. <laughs> yeah. So guys, if that's, if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. Would you guys then, um, describe where you are now and your path going into corporate? Do you see it as being a rosy one? Do you see it being, do you see yourself moving up the ranks very quickly? Gabelo? My journey in corporate didn't start off very well. Mm-hmm. I had a rough couple of months, but you know, when, when things work out for good, mm. I had a moment. And I was exposed to a certain project. I started working on pro- on that project. I killed it. And I think I'm at a point where, yeah, I'm definitely well on my way. I'm not sure if I'm necessarily going up the ranks. What are, what do the ranks look like these days? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm defining my own journey. Like, come on. Is, does the straight ladder still exist? Nice. That's another conversation. For but another anyway. day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think the leadership that I've been exposed to, I mm-hmm. think um the guys that I've worked with, the projects that I've been on, and even the stuff that I'm um, literally you pulled me out of for this show, mm. they're still great things and flexibility is so important. Being able to express yourself is so important because I think a lot of us have been shut down mm. in our roles in our areas mm. but it's so important to have leadership that lets you voice out exactly what you're thinking and lets you do exactly what you want to do Atticus sure yeah so for me um like I did mention at the start of the show that I'm actually very humble which maybe some people might pick it up but others maybe not so I'll put it this way um I don't want to put a specific title to the way I see my journey in corporate mm. One thing I can tell you, and so I think we had this conversation before just outside, but the universe will always reward you. <laughs> it always will. So for me, uh, I think I'm in an environment wherein uh, my, my leaders are so, so hands off. They're only hands on when they need to be. Mm. So it is just up to me to say, what do I make out of these opportunities? And once I've made that, What do I then, you know, back to Gabriel's point, how am I going to empower other black people as well? It it, it doesn't necessarily have to be through offering a person a job or whatever, but through talking to them. That's all one Mm, can do, really. mm, mm. Let them share. I mean, I mean, share the experience. Mm. So for me, it's, it's, I I definitely see a rosy one, but I can tell you, roses have thorns, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm. 
True. Yeah. At this particular stage, <laughs> I'm finding my way through the thorns, eh? Hey? Because yeah. you haven't bought roses before. Whoa, what are you? We need to work on this. Oh, I've been mean, like, <laughs> I'm, a proud, I'm, a, I'm a proud baby man, and yeah. um, and Banga I man. can cook, <laughs> and you can poop up. I can cook, up. <laughs> you're so, letting yeah. my people down. Okay, so 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 you pretty much listen. You, you're getting to roses, which means that there's 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 good times ahead. Exactly. Essentially, is what we're saying. Yeah, there are still good times now, but there's more good times ahead that are coming. So yeah. Listen, and granted, guys, I I I respect your guys' views. Um. I think with me, I feel very similar, you know. There's one thing that I've realized about leaders and leadership is that they, they are not, it's, it's not, um, it's not, uh, it's not binary, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not zero one. You're not, you're not good or bad. It's, it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time they'll get it right, but there are instances where they'll get it wrong and they'll mm-hmm. get it wrong quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's really about questioning whether they, they will, they'll be able to acknowledge where they've gone wrong. In the same way you got to acknowledge if you're racist, in the same way you got to acknowledge if you're sexist, you must also just generally, as a basic human being, as a basic principle, acknowledge where you've gone wrong and um, see how you can move past it. Because if there's one thing that leaders are finding difficult to do, it's probably to manage us. Like, I must think, we must be pretty difficult to manage. You know, being a millennial, yeah. you know, I don't listen to say. Oh, shame. You, you know, <laughs> are they having a hard time? That's an important thing, Lissero, because, you know, when one is in varsity, right? Yeah. You, you, you are taught how to think at a strategic level. Yeah. And, and for you, when you leave varsity and you have that degree, mm. what you, you think you're just going to rock into corporate and start changing things, you know? Mm, mm, mm. And, um, I think, they never really, really teach you how to manage your your leaders, you know? Yeah. Because you know what it is? It's it's manage your manager better than your manager yes. manages you. Boss. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Profound. That's mm. what I was looking for. <laughs> Do you think they're having a difficult time? I think so. I think mm. and I, mm-hmm. I think because uh, fundamentally the way we think is so different, you know? Yeah. We've we've changed from the people where you can say jump and they ask how high. When you ask me to jump, I say why? I don't want yeah. to jump, I want to walk. Mm-hmm. What's your problem? You know? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a difference between the guys that are having a difficult time and the guys that are embracing it. Yeah. But I want to understand the guys that are having a difficult time to 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 manage because yeah. they don't what, want to change. What is it? Is it? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel it took you ten years to get there? Now I'm there in two years. Okay, mm. now what's gonna happen? Okay, like so I see where this is going. No, I just want to understand those things. Okay, actually, yeah, but I. Let, let's you know agree. What? Let's agree. We should many help paradigms. them. We should manage them. We should. We should. We should. We should. We should. We should hold their hand and almost walk them to the light so they understand what this thing is about. Cause, cause nobody, you know, people don't like change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no one likes they change. Don't. Yeah. Depends. And, you know, the thing about having two corporates in, in one studio is that this conversation <laughs> can go left or right very quickly. <laughs> and before it does that, guys, listen, I want, I want to say thank you for really coming out here because somewhere somebody is listening to this and they want to follow exactly the footsteps that you guys have and yes. they're going to want to know exactly um, um, what to expect, you know, because mm-hmm. we all know the school doesn't teach us everything. No. Um, in fact, school teaches you very little. You know, sometimes I just sit back and ask myself, what did I learn from school? Mm-hmm. But, but, with, you know, with, with that being said, I want to give you guys almost like, you know, just a minute, right? And I want you guys to, to speak to the people who, who really want your advice mm-hmm. in terms of how do I become an Atticus? How do I leave the rural areas and get to Joburg and do well like Gabelo has? Um, or like Atticus has. Rather with Gabelo, how do I leave, how do I leave Hillbro? You know, how do I make it out of there and get to Santon and, and, and find my way through this journey? And, um, I'm, I'm just going to let Gabelo pretty much think about that. I'm going to start with Atticus. Okay. Atticus, to, to that young man there who's trying to go to gym and wear nice suits and be in corporate, what do you, what do you say to him? Okay. So, Young man trying to go to gym <laughs> in a suit. <laughs> this is what I'll say to you. First of all, do not want to be an Atticus. Be you. Authenticity nice. is something, authenticity is something that is missing in our society. And when you come to Johannesburg or whatever, wherever it, it is that you go, you need to realize one thing. There's only one you. When you get to the environment and you adapt to what people are doing there, be careful not to adapt character as well mm. because there's nothing new you're bringing to the table. Yeah. And therefore, you don't have what we call in corporate a competitive advantage. Yeah. You will suck. 
Be yourself, be authentic, and believe in your capabilities. Don't be afraid to take risks. Mm. But at the same time, you must take risks according to your capabilities. Do not, listen, you are, if you are a cheater, take risks in the open land and run after, you know, don't try and swim with the fish. <laughs> don't try and swim with the fish. Yeah. You're not going to win. So, yeah. yeah, be yourself. Profound. Gabelo? Just as you're saying, um, in school, they don't, they don't really teach us much. I saw this post this week, um, says, I'm glad I learned about parallelograms instead of how to do taxes. It's really come in handy. This parallelogram season. Like, (laughs) who are these people that came up with this curriculum? But anyway, it's fine. Um, I don't know what I'd say to guys, young black female, you can do it. Um, don't wait for a hero to come and save you Save yourself and do it Beautiful guys I really want to thank you for coming out here um, You guys truly were an inspiration And from my side you know, um, And I'm speaking on behalf of Weza, Vaughn and Simpiwe um, And the entire Unplugged and Charged team That's really behind us you know, Creating the movement Just follow the hashtag Motivation Million Or the hashtag Unplugged Or the hashtag Take Charge And you'll see all the beautiful stuff that they're doing We're, we're literally motivating people thousands at a time you know mm-hmm. and with this platform we're just we're just trying to to magnify that reach for me i just want to say wherever you are whatever you do make sure to leave your mark make sure to leave your legacy make sure that the generations coming before you know that you were there and no matter what you do whether you want to be on radio whether you want to be an engineer whether you want to be a ca whether you want to be a footballer never aim to be good always aim to be great because if you do anything mm-hmm. less than that you're pretty much, you're, oh, I don't know how to say this, guys, but you're not living up to your potential. And with that being said, um, I want you to think about that. Um, let it sink in. But it's not a somber moment because really the, the future is very bright and I want you to dance to it. So from myself, uh, from Cliff Central, I'd like to thank you all. I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. And obviously we'll see you again next week on Take Charge on a Tuesday and then Unplugging in Charge on a Thursday. Laters. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.